You're listening to Homestar Running with David and Mark. Well, I guess it's been a while since we've recorded a Homestar <laughs> Running episode. Yes, it has, actually. That's funny. How long was it between the Strong Bad emails? It was only like three or four weeks. Yeah. Because they they did done some holiday tunes like this is the first one episode of the new year. Okay. But yeah, so which is, of course, is kind of funny when they ended up taking like a ten year break or something, you know. Yeah. Like plus yeah, yep, you know, doing the cobwebs. I guess regular old computer monitors would get kind of dusty after like three weeks. They would. Yeah. You know, mine mine gets dusty. You know, my even my laptop is. <laughs> But uh, I guess, but I use it pretty frequently. So yeah, that's how it's. This email starts off. We're going through strong bad emails ninety three through ninety six. Yeah. Strong bad is asked if strong Bedia has an army, <laughs> and he says no because you know it's like there's no one to oppose us. And of course, then Homestar Runner immediately shows up to start recruiting. Mm-hmm. Even though um, I see his strong bad points out like he's. Recruiting Strong Bad to invade Strong Badia, so like that's his main opposition. Yeah, he, he doesn't he doesn't quite get it. I like Homestar in this one, he, as a, as absurd and ridiculous as he is. I do like the kind of yeah fake drill sergeant thing, but you know he doesn't know what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Like he's just holding like kitchen kitchen. <laughs> he looks looks like a little kid. Yeah, you know, he's like the strainer. Yeah, that's exactly what it's like. Yeah. Playing pretend with the, I guess they said it's the Tupperware bowl, but you're not quite sure from the. Uh, okay. It looks like yeah. And Strong Bad sends the cheated for reconnaissance, but the and the cheat wants to go by his code name, which is Firebart. <laughs> Firebart. Now, yeah. is this kind of like the first inkling of a cheat commando? Yeah. So this is definitely like a soft launch of that, and that's what they said. It was kind of the introduction of cheat commandos, but behind the scenes, they were c- coming up with names for for the cheat. For his code names, uh-huh. and then they ended up using them all later. They came oh, up cool. with a bunch of names, and then they're like, "Yeah, let's just do a tune with all of them." Nice. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I like. Yeah, I like that they call out like Firebard is is plausible, but it's kind of a dumb name. Yeah, it is. The cheat's pretty good at doing reconnaissance though, because he's uh, hiding behind the stick. Yeah. <laughs> during during Homestar's yeah. Homestar's speech, yeah. like how did, how did he get there? That was good. I do like uh, Homestar calls him refers to uh, refers to the two bit wrestle man and his dog. <laughs> yeah, just like calling you the opposition names and trying to like degrade them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then Strong said, "Just keep on playing the tape of the the crowd." The cheering. Like it's it's funny in the in the way it's framed uh, for the tune, but. You know, and it doesn't really make too much sense in real life. So the tune, you think there's like a decent sized crowd. Yeah. And then it turns out to be that. Like they, you know, Strong Bad, Strong Sad and, and Homestar and stuff could have just cheered, you know. Right, right, right. Yay. Yay. It's like, yeah, Strong strong Sad, Homestar, and like some kind of poster, kind of poster of, of some other army, army <laughs> figurine. Yeah guy with the big knife um, yeah 
Homestar's got some good marching in this one, including the backwards march. <laughs> but it seems like he's more interested in just talking funny, you know, and then and um, and marching, calling out orders than actually, you know, because when the, by the time they actually get to to go do the invasion, <laughs> it's like little only very little defense was was placed up by Strong Bad. He just says we're playing badminton. Yeah, so Strong Bad just says no, and then Homestar says yeah. yeah. Retreat. Yeah. Retreat. When Homestar's trying to recruit Strong Bad, he calls him like a hippie, basically. He's like, he tree hugging, you know, because, you know, draft dodger, because he doesn't want to join the army. This is, it was pretty fun. It's silly, but, uh, but fun. Yeah. And it's definitely over dramatic with Strong Bad kicking the popcorn popper and then Homestar reacting. <laughs> It felt like a reference, like you still owe me five dollars. Or... Yeah, I think in the beginning, yeah, he was like, "Are you ready to fight and give me five dollars?" Oh, okay, that's all. Yeah, it sounds okay. like a the five dollar thing is seems more like a strong bad kind of thing, but yeah, it does. This made, this made me want to go make some popcorn though with the yeah with popcorn <laughs> popper. It was like a good old eighty style, early nineties popcorn popper. Yeah, and I definitely like my popcorn. I just kind of do the microwave bags. Yeah, yeah, I do it on the stove now, but I grew up. I grew up with those air poppers. <laughs> I liked how uh, Strong Bad in the beginning email says that him and Strong Bad and the and the Sheet are a one man army. Yeah, his his riffing on that, his riffing on that was like was kind of weird, but uh, three man Marnie or yeah, the one man army. In a way, though, it is true though because the Strong Bad and the Sheet just kind of follow line. And do exactly what he wants them to do when it's time to take opposition or do something. Mm-hmm. So. I also liked uh, Home Star Runners. We're we're meeting in oh fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I do use a little bit of military time in the news room. Just oh, because, do you? Yeah, we we tend to do that at least some of it for shifts because the news goes over. It's not a twenty four hour cycle, but it's definitely more than twelve hours. So. Okay. Well, um, 94 is video games. Mm. Now, in the commentary, they said they would always get these emails, kind of the stereotypical email. But then they said that this time they just happened to think of ideas. Like, I don't know if it was, like, funny, but I this was probably, like, my the most enjoyable one to watch for me out of all of them. And actually, there were some quotes I, I definitely remember. Josh, our, our friend from uh, from university, used to quote a couple of these lines: "The North, South, and Dennis." Yeah, <laughs> like that accent, and also the "Your head explode." Yeah, I, I remember your head explode. Was that original to the Homestar with the, like the strong bad? Yeah, or was I'm that working a... on the idea of all your base are belong to us. Yeah, yeah, mistranslation. Uh huh. But this is the original to them. They made this one up. Yeah, I love that. I love this one. Your head explode. I laughed out loud. I remember the the first time I certainly saw the "You can't control me," like where it just cuts away. <laughs> on that. Yeah, yeah. It's a funny line, even though it doesn't make sense in that the other games you're controlling strong bad, like even within this. <laughs> right, right, right. That's true. But other than that, you know, it was, it was all right. It was just kind of, you know, there's some jokes, and then it's just kind of, it's a way for them to. They made video games from these, which I think I like the games better than, than the tunes. Yeah, well, I definitely, 
uh, I haven't played them recently, but I, I want to go play play this these games. Yeah. The actually all of them look look somewhat enjoyable, like really old arcade games. E- even the Rhino and Snakes game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't explain what what's going on with that, so I forgot that. <laughs> and the text based one, you know, I think I tried text based games for like five minutes, you know, like an actual one. Yeah. Up on it. I did yep. play though. Uh, I think I eventually had to use a little bit of a walkthrough, or okay, get frustrated with it. But I, I think I did the later strong bad text based games. Text based games. The nice thing is you use your imagination, and sometimes the storytelling is kind of fun. But yeah, I'm the same way that we're. Uh, yeah, it it requires endurance and patience to to be able to keep playing them. Well, they said there's no precious graphics to help you out. Uh, the game's certainly not going to tell you. Have to sit there and imagine why on earth you can't get Eve Flask. <laughs> yeah, totally funny. I've definitely, I've definitely had that. And it says like for those intellectual people with better imaginations. Right, right. Same thing. Like maybe five or ten minutes of, of them before give just giving up. But I know other people who've who've actually finished. These are like just enjoyable, and it makes you want to play play some games. And I like the line, yeah, hopefully technology will catch up. doesn't really have to make sense, but I'm, I'm assuming in universe, like, he's he's not seeing the graphics that we're seeing. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. They're saying, like, but yeah, like, in, in universe, didn't we figure out that he was, like, possibly contemporary? It's, like, set in the real world and yeah. set in real time. So I think definitely by the time these were made, uh, those gra- most of those graphics were at least 10 years old. <laughs> yeah. You know. Or at least seven years old. That's definitely the main joke is that, like, all of these, they don't have to do much for it. It took them a lot to get this tune done. But right, the actual, right. like, as far as games go, like, it's relatively simple stuff. I mean, now, from I've heard some people describe some of the newest, like, Zelda games. And that those just sound crazy where it's, like, entire worlds where they're just, you can roam and roam and roam and roam and, like, and they they must have spent super long time just developing those worlds. I can't I can't imagine. Or like the size of like the Grand Theft Auto games, maybe you know. Yeah, the strong bad games are just like left, right, up, down, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Still, like all of all of them, even the ones with the colored, where like the, the graphics looks semi more real world. It's still an up, up, down, left, right game. You don't really see the systems in the game, but it's it was like something and then super something where it's a reference to nes and super nes but they said the graphics are probably even more like atari level games like when i was a kid like we got a secondhand atari for like super cheap and so it was like those kind of graphics that was way long ago yeah next up is the bet where strong bad has to go over to the king of towns for a night i like the somebody chris from ann arbor he calls him chris ann yeah, I like that Strong Bad actually got outsmarted by Homestar Runner. It happens from time to time, but Homestar yeah, was actually able to be cool for like a few seconds. Yes, uh, he puts on yeah. the sunglasses. Yeah, the whole thing seems like like Homestar is kind of playing him too because it almost infers that he wants to be called by the other alternative name, Kevin Thorp, something like along those lines. You know, I like the pairing of Strong Bad going over to the King of Town's house for. You know, it actually seems like they have kind of a fun time. Yeah. <laughs> or they're mad, but then they, they agree on eating ice cream. Yeah. 
and then he's got a typing game, <laughs> typing arcade game, which just seems absurd. It's like yeah. a, there's like a QWERTY computer, but it's like a stand up with a joystick. It's totally crazy. Yeah, it looks like Space Invaders. So from far away, if it doesn't have a keyboard, then it's just that it doesn't even work as like a typing tutor thing. I remember at the I, at the library as a little kid, I also played like typing games or similar to games to that. I think I probably may have even discussed this on this podcast before. Oh yeah, maybe we have. Yeah. Number Munchers was like a Pac-Man style thing, but you only chop the ones that were like multiples of four, for example. Oh yeah. Yeah, I loved Numbered Munchers. Numbered Munchers is a great game. Yeah, and I, I guess in elementary, I had a class like it was a proper class for typing, and they'd have some type of games, but I remember it wasn't too, wasn't that fun other than just trying to get good at typing. You're trying to get good at typing, but at least it's visually appealing, and sometimes they have some good music that makes it feel gamification. I'm learning kanji, and you know, trying to learn and it's like learn kanji, it's a big task but there's uh there's a website that i that i pay for because there's like a little bit of a gamification to the system and you know with like levels and like yeah you can level up and it like it makes it has a nice little graphic and it looks colorful so just because it's gamified in a very tiny way it becomes motivating yes. you feel like you're making progress yeah you just trick yourself trick yourself <laughs> into learning more or staying motivated I did actually learn to type, but I think I was bored one time or whatever. And I, then I realized like there was a goal. It's like, Oh, type where you have to type this speed. Uh-huh. And it'll let you know how many errors you have. Right, right. But it was like a bug in the system where you could pass, even if you had unlimited errors. Unlimited errors. <laughs> so what I did, like, I just, I just mashed the keyboard as fast as I could. And it said like, you typed 300 words per minute. And, wow. You know, 400 errors per page. <laughs> it, it showed that you passed, you know. Wow. But, and and I think I remember showing my teacher about like it was, I think the fact it was like 300 or something, it was like it was unrealistic because it began, I've been able to type that fast. I had to take it over, take that little exercise over, which, yeah. That's pretty funny, though. Back to this there, there were, let's see, the ice cream flavors were choco gravy and maybe mint. Yeah. And then, of course, I think the more, most memorable food theme from this is butter da. Butter da. <laughs> First, it's not necessarily food. Uh, I like the strong beds. Like I thought this was for automotive use only. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like the tag on the at the end with the little commercial. It maybe was an Easter egg originally. Yeah. The, like they tells me I shouldn't, but I still eat it. You know. Or yeah. Whatever. Thought that was that was pretty good. Butter da. It's a good, good name. Do you think it's like grease? Or something, yeah. Probably grease, axial fuel. Strong bad. Uses a rope, but he's gonna gonna drop the arcade game on the king of town. Yeah, and they cut, and then they cut away. (laughs) Which I wonder, wonder what would happen if that if he did that. Yeah, I don't know. Homestar was in the hospital for a while with a heavy load, but yeah, I think it might have failed you. Yeah. Well, if it landed on the king of town's stomach, then he'd have enough support. (laughs) <laughs> then, then he'd be okay but if it was actually on his head if he's wearing the crown does he have a crown yeah he has a crown yeah so it'll protect him maybe <laughs> but otherwise you're talking about strong violence <laughs> oh and uh 1983 vintage uh potatoes, <laughs> vintage potatoes. 
oh yeah so there's an easter egg with with homestar at the end where um marzipan is trying to get him to come in but he's still wearing the shades of night and still saying sup oh yeah yes uh, yeah. uh, oh and uh and homestar says that his name is kevin debrow until yeah. marzipan corrects it because marzipan knew that he won the bet yeah yeah so yeah that's why that's why i think homestar totally played strong bad because it seems like homestar wanted both both things like it it wasn't a big it wasn't a problem for him to lose <laughs> you know maybe he wanted to lose last for us is lackey mm. so it comes from the emails from someone in victoria bc mm-hmm. and then he references you know it's like <laughs> like maybe this originally came on a stone tablet or papyrus <laughs> yeah so i like that and you know even though strong strong bad had a good time he still left uh mayonnaise in the in the vents <laughs> yeah yeah and he well and he may or may not have killed or severely or damn hurt uh king of town yeah the mayonnaise in the vents is that's that's just like a yeah that sounds awful and strong bad he says the get up mm-hmm. boys mm-hmm. i don't know if at that point if i was that aware of it i was aware of the it being a noise but i didn't know what it what he was supposed to represent, you know, that he's getting up. <laughs> yeah. Or just some computer noise, the computer making a noise. Okay. That's what I thought. I mean, originally it was a stool moving on wood. Doesn't make as much sense because the, the stool's on carpet. Stuff from the wiki, there, there's going to be an email where they really get into it. So there's some, some jokes that, you know, the cheat doesn't want to be taped to pom pom again. So that's why the cheetah is a lackey. And then the cheetah is really fast at getting that cantaloupe um, from Mars Pan's garden for um, Strong Bad. It feels like that the, this was reverse engineered so that they could come up with a Doerguard character. <laughs> the, yeah, the cantaloupe. Yep. Talking cantaloupe on a, on a pencil. It's kind of Strong Bad's accent voice or whatever for Doerguard. Kind of sounds like Bubs, I think. Or closest, which is funny because then he ends up talking to Bubs. Yeah, the cheat's able to use his pencil pencil savings actually as currency with Bubs. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Kind of a genius plan by Strong Bad, but then the cheat, had, I assume, had previously changed the sign. I was like, oh, I guess I gotta accept it. Yeah, I know that Strong Bad's just like entertaining himself, <laughs> you know, basically throughout this entire episode, but the whole little like. I think the pencil by itself, a sharpened pencil, and like a melon that you could actually, you know, a cantaloupe that you could actually eat. I think those would be worth more than the uh, the little character that he comes up with. Like, what's his purpose? Like, he he's kind of making fun of making fun of Bubs. Like, it's first he seems like he wants to get money from Bubs. Like, he's like, give me your rent. You know, you're you're behind on your loan payments. But then Bubs just closes the can. Concession stand in his face and goes away. What is his name? Do- Dobregar? Strange name. It is. I think I've heard of Beauregard. The name kind of fits the drawing. Just a weird name. Sounds like Eastern European. Yes, <laughs> Beauregard is a name in French. I think it's kind oh, okay. of the last name. The first three emails were had some pretty good moments. A couple of nice little gems and nice little quotes you know maybe they weren't consistently funny through the entire thing but i liked them enough uh fourth one 
Lackey wasn't that great, but yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, it's been good talking to you. Um, yeah. And if you need to go to the exits, they're north, south, and Dennis. <laughs> Secret collect. Secret collect. Oh, you're based off the wrong cuss. You're an explode. Podcast. So he knows her AD or maybe occasionally a JD. I assumed like that was from someone named JD, but apparently there is a a JD dating system. It's Julian Date or or Days. And the reason it's kind of funny they they occasionally use that for in astronomy or for um, computer programming. Oh. It's a calendar, but each date is one number. Huh. And so supposedly it's like that way you can so you can compare if you wanted to know how many days there are between, you know, April 1st, 3080 and December 31st, 2020. Wow. So it's an easy like it's you can just compare the like you'd be able to just compare the numbers. Of course, it's like it's not really useful unless you have a computer. Yeah. yeah I can see that makes sense because that way you don't have to think about. Leap years and all that. Exactly. Or different months. Well, that's kind of cool. I do feel like days are the most, like, e- are the easiest ways to count. Um, like the, uh, but, but yeah, once you get to like thousands of years, though, it's, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That's cool. Now, there is a, there is another computer time that's, that's even more cumbersome. Uh, so for computer programming, they have, uh, there's a second time, a second, so it's it's the number of seconds since January first, nineteen seventy. Oh my gosh! Comparing seconds, yeah. Wow. There's a song I haven't actually seen, "The Rent," but I know that song. I might be more curious to know how many seconds there have been since uh since I was born. <laughs> how many seconds have I been alive? Yeah. That's that's that'd be kind of interesting to think about. Well, let's see what Unix time it is. <laughs> so it is one billion. 600 million approximately i don't know that seems uh it's not a crazy the craziest number to have to calculate calculate it's not like it's it's not like it's completely too long to to read okay yeah unix time what is unix time oh so unix time is the number of seconds since january 1st 1970 okay and why why it was 1970 is because is that when unix was developed yeah or you know, not too long, not too long before it, then they made it a round number, you know? Okay. Yeah. And then, yeah, so, and one year is, one year is about three million seconds. 